One of the things that I'm that I think back very pleasantly on in my working life, and this has happened to me not just with my work life but generally my life, is the fact that I was able to build some absolutely wonderful teams. And probably one of the absolute best was my team in Ambadi, Bhimambadi Estates. I had five assistants. There was Arun Kumar Menon, there was Suresh Menon, there was Sunil Abraham, there was Roshan Appaya, and there was Janath. So five of them, Janath was in the factory, the other four were in the field. Nyombadi estate was uh, 2,000 plus acres of rubber with about 200 acres of coconut, a beautiful coconut nursery. Uh, it is located in Kulashekharam in uh, Kanyakumari district in Tamil Nadu, uh, which is almost on the border between Kerala and Tamil Nadu. So it brings to the culture of the place uh, a, an amalgam of, uh, of Kerala and Tamil Nadu. So very beautiful place. I've written extensively about it in my book, uh, in a teacup, as well as in my book, uh, It's My Life, so you can read about that. But I wanted to speak specifically about team building. When I went to Ambadi, and I won't go into the details of what I found there and whatnot and so on and so forth, we'll go to that later, but the thing that I discovered there was the absolute necessity of having a powerful, functioning uh, self-reliant, confident team uh, to work with me. I mean, there was no way that anything that I wanted to do there could have been done without that kind of a team. Now, I had these five assistants and then I had about 20 plus uh, staff members, which were non-covenanted staff. Uh, those of you, my planter friends watching this, understand the meaning of covenanted and non-covenanted. My non-planter friends will also understand it. If you are in the army, this is the difference between the officer and the NCOs. Uh, in the police, it's the difference between the IPS and the non-IPS and so on and so forth. So, that is the difference. Now, these people, the I found them in a state where they were completely demotivated and uh, they were not functioning as a team and there wasn't there wasn't any team i mean there was individual people trying to keep their head of uh, keep afloat and keep their uh, head above water now i did a couple of things the first thing i did was i convinced them about the importance of making mistakes now the first time i i, I used this term to them i said the importance i said it's very important for you to make mistakes and they thought that i was i mean some of them thought i was crazy some of them thought i was pulling their legs some of them thought this was a trap <clears throat> I don't know what they thought, but anyway, um, I told them the importance of making mistakes. So I said, well, uh, you know, you don't be afraid of making mistakes. Do make a mistake. Well, um, like all good, sensible people, uh, they decided to just wait and watch and see what happens. But then, you know, people are people. So somebody made a mistake. Now, when someone made a mistake, my reaction to that, the normal reaction would have been to uh, to catch the person, blame them, uh, within quotes, punish them, whichever. Punish doesn't mean you beat them or something, but punish mean, meaning in whichever way, show some displeasure. What I said was, you made a mistake, fantastic, brilliant, I love you, come, let, let, let's go sit down. Now, then I would call, I, I had set up a, a system of uh, weekly, um, weekly staff meetings. So we would bring this mistake within quotes, 
into that weekly staff meeting and before we got to the staff meeting i used to tell the person who made the mistake now i want you to do this i want you to write down give me one sheet of paper uh to say why that mistake happened uh how could it have been prevented and what are you going to do now to foolproof that system that this mistake never happens again now remember i'm not saying that any mistake doesn't no that particular kind of mistake doesn't happen again so what are three three things why did it happen in your view number 2 what could have been done to prevent it number 3 what can be done now to ensure this mistake never happens or this kind of mistake never happens again so now the um this is what they 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 came up with and then we would take this piece of paper and we would analyze it and we would have back and forth with it in the meeting uh people sharing their thoughts people sharing their comments and so on um adding value to that now when i'm saying foolproof it's like the in uh, automobile engineering manufacture you will know there is something called the uh, pin and hole principle which is if there are two components which have to be meshed together and if there is a particular way in which you want to mesh them take say t- see my fingers for example now i can mesh my fingers like this which is my little finger of this hand and little finger of this hand they are on top of each other i can do it this way or i can also mesh my fingers uh this way which is the fingers are there and these two little fingers now are free or i can mesh my finger my my fingers in this way uh where i am like this now with my thumb free so there are many ways but if i say that the way in which i want these two components to mesh and they must always be like this then what they do in automobile engineering is on in one component they they make a hole and in the other component there is a pin there is something that is protruding and the only way that hole will go into the pin is when it is meshed in this way so then there is no uh, really thought involved there is no particular decision making involved all you do is is put it together and do click it's gone khalas it's 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 meshed now this is what we call foolproofing you make sure that there is no uh, foolish mistake there is no, nobody takes a a different kind of a decision you and you are you are sure that the same decision is taken in exactly the same way which you know works so this is what we did in the in the meetings uh if you make a mistake fantastic come to the meeting with a one pager on why did that happen what could have been done to prevent it from happening and what do you plan to do now so this was one uh team building exercise now the um result of that was that one the people's fear of making mistakes went away because they realized that there is no price to pay there is no punishment uh mistakes are treated like mistakes mistakes are not treated like crimes so if it's a if it's the same mistake is made a second time then we say a mistake made a second time is a decision it's not a mistake therefore that decision will attract a punishment don't do it again don't make sure you do not repeat the mistake how do you not repeat the mistake by ensuring that you have a foolproof system which will prevent that mistake from happening again this is how you do it so this is the the, the first thing we did second thing we did was that i encourage new ideas and i told them the don't worry about whether the idea is practical not practical uh sounds wild what not because this is the biggest killer of all good ideas 
those of you who are familiar with uh, brainstorming, <coughs> you will know that we have a period, uh, the ideating period in brainstorming where you invite more and more ideas. And we have, we say two things. One is we say piggyback on each other's ideas. And second thing we say is that the wilder it is, the more, uh, the more freaked out it is, the better, because it means that you're Creative energy is at work and we want this creative energy. We need that creative energy for problem solving. So therefore, we, we encourage such ideas. And during that ideating period, one thing which we completely and totally ban is the word practical. So nobody is allowed to say, you know what? Yeah, that's right. I, 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 it's, it's impractical. No, we can't be. No, 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 no. We will come to that. Second stage, we are going to look at how do you implement the idea. There we are going to look at the practicality of the thing. But here we are going to look at the idea itself. So we, I used to sort of combine these two. And I would say that if you want some improvements, if you want something new to be done, uh, um, and then come up with ideas. And don't worry if the idea doesn't seem to be practical. Don't worry if you seem to have a partial solution. By all means, take the idea, share it with others, you know, try to come to a solution, uh, but don't shut it down and don't shut down your own thinking process by saying, well, you know, I don't have a practical idea. No, come with that. So they would come. They would come with the ideas and then we would do the same thing. We would go around in the, in the, in the, in the meeting. And we would um, try to come up with, uh, with, with with translating those ideas into practical solution. The third thing, the solutions. The third thing we did was uh, we set up uh, sentient systems, which is uh, we set up ways and means of meeting and just meeting, socializing, uh, you know, sharing experience. Now. I didn't do that by going to a pub and 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 or, or just having a you know dinner. We did, did we did do some dinners and they were very enjoyable. Uh, but we did something much more valuable, which is that we went and we did some things which were challenging individually. One of the things we did was that we we did a trek. I we, I did it twice uh, to um, to Manjole, which is the uh, BBTC's. Uh, Bombay Bomba Trading Companies, which is a, which is one of the tea companies in South India, it is their um, tea estates on top of the Western Ghats, the tail end of it, which is near Ambadi. There is something called the Manimutar Dam, which is on top, which is in Tirunelveli district. Now, now you could you could you could go there, you could drive up from Tirunelveli. But we, instead of that, we went up, we climbed up the mountain. And our climbing up the mountain was literally uh, going straight up the hill, 4,500 feet, uh, 1,500 meters. Uh, literally, you know, it's a very steep climb, going straight up uh, the hill, uh, up to the top. So at daybreak one, uh, one morning, uh, we started. It was, uh, in, in this case, it was not the whole team. It was, it was myself, uh, Arun. And uh, then there was uh, Roshan Apaya who was with, with us. So it was Ra Roshan, myself, Arun, and uh, we had uh, the, uh, the assistant superintendent of police uh, of uh, Takkale, uh, Surya Prasad. He was also with us. He heard, he was a good friend of mine. And um, when he heard that we were going, he said, I, I also want to come. And he said, I have a police station on top and I will also go and inspect that police station. So I asked him, I said, is, it a, is there a lot of crime in that place? He said, well, you know, in the last one year we had uh, two thefts. 
so it was like a like a safe place you might say so four of us we climbed now kanyakumari is a very hot and humid place and uh, climbing up mountains is not the preferred exercise uh, in that place but we decided to go so at literally at daybreak we left because we thought the um, the further up we can get uh, in uh before the sun comes up the better off for us and that was that was a fact anyway now as we are climbing this is uh very steep it's uh overgrown so we are slashing our way through some uh through some bush uh some of those uh, the, the track was uh, deeply fissured with the rainwater so it was very uneven so you had to watch your step otherwise you could sprain an ankle or something and you didn't want to be you didn't want to be uh, want to have a sprained ankle or a broken leg uh, at that elevation um but eventually it, it took us uh, i think uh, totally about maybe 3 hours or something we got to the top and then of course it didn't end there from there it was 8 miles walking up to the manjole club uh, where we eventually reached and uh, there my dear friend Ricky Mutana was there he was the general manager of uh, BBTC and he was delighted to see us and we got a absolutely hero's welcome so fourth thing was uh, was this which is the ascension systems doing things together and doing things which are meaningful doing things which give each person uh, a sense of achievement and something where each person needs the other in order to succeed now that's one of the things we realized on this trek with each of us was morally helping was uh, you know just encouraging each other helping each other maybe give somebody up a hand uh, at some point uh, or someone carries the water someone carries some sandwiches so you know when we are sharing we we share we drink uh, water a halfway point we stop for a, for a rest uh and we are joking the whole point is that you are doing something which is giving this sense of working together of helping one another and knowing how each one is useful and beneficial for the other now these are the the, the things that i uh that we did in order to build uh, what to me and i'm not talking about from 19 um 89 92 i left there and we are in 2020 uh the memory is fresh the memory is fresh uh those people are there i am in touch with them practically on a daily basis uh we are the best of friends and that memory is fresh because of this shared struggle uh, some of that struggle was because of labor unions and this and that all of those details are in uh, other places that i have written about but some of those struggles were deliberately created in order to create to build teams and to build that that adhesive which brings together people uh, who are engaged in a, a within courts uh, noble cause which is worth doing thank you very much i hope you enjoyed this be safe wear mask wash your hands social distance individual distance and so on and so forth see you next time